Hi, everybody. Hello, my lovelies. How's everybody doing? I got my boo, Del Ole, my other boo, Michael Carroll, <laughs> hanging out. We got Del to do a podcast with us. He was he was in the area. Was that a difficult thing? Yeah, it's very on a Friday. Uh, on a Friday, getaway Friday for Dell. Getaway Friday. Around. How you doing, Dell? There was a real. I was out of here by eleven twenty, and then he's like, "Hey, you want to?" I was like, "I guess so." <laughs> but we worked with your agent, and we said we'll push it to eleven thirty. Look, we're, we're gonna. A little late. You work with my agent, <laughs> much like my agent when 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 he was asked about, "Hey, can Dell do a couple extra hours of radio?" A couple a year ago, or so yeah, yeah, he can do that. <laughs> Dell will do that. Dell will do that for free. Yeah, he's used to it. True story. Oh, that's okay. a true story. Wow, I did actually. Yeah. I didn't know those true. Stories. Yeah, they're like we we'll, we love you guys. We love you. We want you to do this, and we're gonna pay you what you're what we're paying you already. So there gonna, you go. Are you gonna have to edit that? No, no. <laughs> that's the truth. I mean, I've said it on the radio. So okay, that's just a fact. It did but happen. We appreciated the opportunity. Yes, it was a fun time. I like going out on top. That's what happened. Number one. We were number one then. All right. So got Del Ole, Michael Carroll's back. He's Jose, he's gone he's 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 a big timer now. He's big time. I understand. Yeah. Diva. He yeah. big time does. Yeah. He's, well, let's record a podcast and then he tells me last night I can't do the podcast. He, you didn't pay me enough. What, what's the him. difference between this week and last week in terms of paid enough? Yeah. That's what I'm <laughs> I don't know. That, because he started the main event with Cody Stutes and Jake Assman. Oh, he's doing that podcast with them? Well, that's a show. No, oh, sorry. <laughs> what day? What, what day? What day is that? Come on, show. Oh, it's on SB Nation. It's okay. SB Nation Radio. I, I did hear about. I did hear about that. Put some respect on their name. I mean, I knew those two, and those two. I mean, Jake and Cody were doing a show. I didn't know Jose was part of it. Yeah. So that rings somewhere in my brain true. I just didn't know it was on SB Nation. No, they didn't even send a company email. I think about it. I don't think so. They're no. just like. Eh. Survive a little bit, and then we'll send the email. Yeah. It'd be really embarrassing for us to send an email, and then you, we pull you off there in two weeks in. So yeah. I don't imagine that's going to happen on that show. Jake and uh, Cody and Jose. Does Jose get to talk more on that show than he does with Charlie? He, yeah, he does. He does get to talk a little bit more. That's good. Cool. Yeah, which right? is good, good for our young Jose. Yeah. Spreading his wings a little bit. He doesn't have time for this little podcast anymore. <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys listening. Remember, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Some people tell, uh, I think it's Barstool Sports, they tell them to unsubscribe and resubscribe. I don't care that much. Just do whatever you need to do. Spread it. So uh, it's been two about two weeks, three weeks almost since the last episode. So a lot to catch up on. Uh, let's start with the first thing. I'm back from London. Enjoyed my time in London. Nice. A lot of people are like, what happened? Why were you there? What did you do? Are you there for the Texans game? I'm like, no, that game's not until... You know, October. Were you I believe. scouting hotels for the Texans. Yeah, like, were you out there doing a story? No, I was out there doing a quote unquote modeling gig. Ooh, yeah. So wow. what happened was about about a month and a half, two months ago, I got an email from Movember, and I guess they emailed everybody that had ever done it, like the actual charity side of it, right? Like everyone does this. I'm going to go no shave November. I'm going to grow a mustache in uh, November. And we all know what Movember is, like the act of it. There's an actual donation side of it where they're helping out men's health, mental health, physical health, all that good stuff. Like they're donating that money that you raise to these charities and to these programs. So a part of it is they're, they got to advertise. They got to get people on board, right? So they emailed people that have done it before. They said, hey, we're doing you know, we want to do our campaign and this time we want to feature people that have done this before. So apply if you want to. So I was like, 
Look, I'm not a guy that's about my brand, okay? I'm the last guy who focuses on my so brand. So this podcast is filled with lies. <laughs> that, I didn't know that yeah. was what we did here. I'm not a guy that would name the podcast The Raheel Show. No, totally Never, not. Never, okay? No. Or updated even after Jose has dedicated so much time to it because I just don't know how and don't care. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I think it would be cool. It would be good for my brand, right? If you land a gig, whatever. And I thought it was just going to be they come down to Houston, take some shots of you, you're good to go, and you're featured in a campaign. So I applied, whatever, sent some pictures, sent my little, hey, this is why you should pick me. And I hear nothing back for like two weeks. Out of the blue, I get an email saying, hey, cool, uh, you made it to the next round. We'll keep, we'll keep you posted. That's it. Never heard back. I was like, whatever. Nothing's going to happen. And then about two weeks before the trip, I get an email saying, hey, are you free July 21st to 26th? We, you are one of the finalists. We're going to decide here pretty soon. Okay. I was like, five days. Maybe they're just coming here. It won't be that hard. Hey, you made it. By the way, we're going to be flying you out to London. So I hope you haven't shaved. That was the one thing. Like they always said, please don't shave yet. Because we want to be able to shave the mustache into the way that we want, right? So fast forward, blah, blah, blah. And they go, yeah, you're going to London. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like for real. So. I went out there, and it actually, like, three days before the trip, I'm not even joking, my flight wasn't booked. And they finally booked it. I was like, oh, now I can say something. <laughs> yeah, so I was in London for the November 2019 campaign photo shoot and TV commercial shoot, which was badass. It was so much fun. It was cool meeting. I met, I hung out with guys from Australia, Canada, the UK, and a couple from New York. It was badass, dude. Like, these dudes are out there really giving back to their community. Okay, I try to give back. These dudes are really giving back. In Australia, these guys are all about, like, Aboriginal health. That's oh, a huge wow. thing because Aboriginal men are dying at a young age because of mental health issues, because their lack of getting work and just what, you know, there's just a lot of alcohol dependency as well. And these guys, uh, Uncle Charlie and my man Nate, they're out there just grinding it out, man, like being a part of this and, volunteering all their time to this. So awesome, man. So I met all these guys that are doing awesome stuff. The stuff is going to come out hopefully October, I think. Uh, I can't release anything yet, like pictures-wise, because they told us to wait. But uh, I put a thread on Twitter of, like, just my adventures, and it was cool. The photo shoot was nice. Went Monday, did that thing. It's exhausting. It really, like, it is exhausting because you have to be on for six hours. Yeah. Like, you know, we're on for the show, Dell, and we're phonies. But six hours worth. What were you on? You mean, like picture wise, you have to be you got your camera ready. Camera ready. You got to be ready. You're always just like in a holding pattern as well. So you're hanging out with people, and you can't just be you know you can't be off. You, you just can't be rude to people, right? So you're always on, and then you have to do interviews as well. So part of the photo shoot was you're doing these interviews. So like waiting for that, then doing the actual interview, then the holding pattern again, then the TV commercial was on Wednesday. That was nuts. So we showed up to a school. They're shooting some shots. And mine, I thought it was just going to be, I, I sit down, I do a thing, whatever. No, mine was on the tube, which is the subway system. And oh. they didn't have a permit. Oh, we had to wait sneak a minute. on. It was badass. <laughs> <laughs> we snuck a camera on. They jump on. And they go, all right, Raheel, remember the practice? So we did a like a staging practice, exactly what we're going to do. We jumped on, did it. And people are looking at us like, what are these people? Who is this guy? Is he famous? Is it? People are looking at you like, is this guy famous, yes or no? I'm like, look at me. I have a freaking handlebar mustache. I'm not famous, guys. Just relax. So I did that, and then that took like six hours because you're just waiting. Boom, ready to go. 
And then you come back, you have to do some pickup shots. It was nuts, dude. It was badass. So hopefully they use the stuff here. Yeah, because you don't know if they're going to use yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know because it's a global campaign, right? So it could be someone from Australia having their stuff here, or yeah. it, so they're not going to target it to. This is this is Sean from Sydney, and they won't do it that way. I don't think so. I, they just said what you know, like what looks best is more important. But I'm, I hope they try to do it regionally, right? Like. That would it would make, be, sense, it would make more sense, like. right? Yeah. Like, just for my ego, it would be badass. I'm driving down 59 and I see my picture with a bad mustache. Yeah. Yeah. That would be nice. Be good for the brand. Yeah. Great for the brand. <laughs> but I don't care about the brand. Uh, yeah, right. I do you, it for the you're people. You're right. You're right. You I do it for the people. Do it for the people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, the, there is no cameras in here because I'm just rolling my eyes. Yeah. And there are no people he does it yeah, for. Yeah. Do it for the listeners of this podcast. Sure. But yeah, uh, I wake up, I grind it out for the hundreds. And the tens of people that listen. First of all, you're not grinding. That's a lie. Now you have, have the grinder app. You ha- well, that's well, for other, that's for other things. Yeah, that's what it's the week. That's, out, right? that's what the week. No, that's what the weekend's yeah, for. You let people know, like, man, I've been grinding it, bro. That's not what it's for. Oh, well, we learn something now. new every day, Michael. <laughs> yeah. you, you've uh, you've had a negative opinion from London of London every time I've heard you talk about London. Did this trip change it your did. opinion? I hated London before. Why? Why did you hate it? I th- the food wasn't good. The people are, I don't know, like it just, it's not for a major city. I always, I didn't like it. Like just the people were kind of offsetting to me, but I was also there for like three days, right? Like max. And I was always doing the tourist stuff. I didn't think it was that pretty of a city as well. It really, and even now, I don't think it is because there's a lot of history there. It's so like mismatched of a city. You'll see this like beautiful architecture and then you'll see this modern building and everything is just a cluster there. It seems like, but staying. So I stayed in the Shoreditch area, Shoreditch area, which is the Brooklyn. That's how I can equate it. Really artsy graffiti everywhere. Hipsters everywhere. Vintage shops, vinyl shops. It's like a local neighborhood. It just feels cool. Great restaurants. That part of London. I loved I loved where I was staying. Like I would just go walk around and enjoy the sights. I was telling Dell on the show, like there was one day, there was a guy in a gimp outfit just, <laughs> but he was live art. He was just posing. Wow. Yeah, that was huh. the thing. So it was cool. There's there's always graffiti artists like working on their stuff. That was really neat to see all that. Um, but then like when you, as you get to the tourist spots, I don't think they have great tourist things to see. Hmm. Like London Bridge is cool. Tower Bridge is cool. Big Ben was in all scaffolding. So that's pretty bad timing on their part. Like summer, let's put Big Ben in scaffolding. Um, but that was it. And then like I did the British Museum. The Tate Modern is pretty cool. But my opinion, it's still not my like top European city. I'm trying to think of uh, just Europe in general in terms of in America, we build things for tourists. But they're mostly built on history, right? Like yeah. they're such an older civilization or than us that everything histo- everything touristy is stuff that's been there for generation upon generation. So, okay, you want to visit Big Ben or the palace or we just branch out around Europe. They're not really, they weren't initially made to be tourist attractions. They just happen to be there because they're older. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, really. Like New York, New York is built on tourist stuff. Like Statue of Liberty, you want to see Brooklyn Bridge is badass, but one of the main attractions there is Times Square. Yeah. That's a toy. Like, it's built literally to attract people, right? Yeah. This shopping is literally built to attract people. You're right. Over there, it's you're going to go see the Coliseum. You're going to see the Roman ruins. You're going to go see certain things, the Trevi Fountain, all that. 
Rome to me is number one because there's a clear plan in place. We're not putting modern buildings in, in historical areas. This is Rome. It's always going to be this. It's beautiful. It feels like you're still walking in a Roman city. Rome. Makes Paris sense, yeah. is interesting, but Paris is so big and dirty. Paris is dirty. I would get like it that's is, what I've heard. I've heard that a, a lot. Dirty city, but man, their like their museums, their art, their their fashion style, the people there. I think it's better. I just like Paris a lot more. Uh, London, there's there's just I don't know. I I'm not a big fan of London still, but that part of London, shortish area, is badass. I highly recommend that. I would take the trip to London only because. I would have to do it during Premier League season because there are yeah. so many clubs that are playing. And and I just try to imagine having that many professional teams in one city. Now, there are levels in terms of the clubs and their history and, and even just their ability to spend money. But just think if there are like six professional football teams in the city. That's kind of, that's kind of, and there are actually more, but there just happen to be some on the Premier League level and then there are lower division. But just think about that. Like if you walked around Houston – and on the west side of Houston, there's one pro team. North side, another pro team. Yeah. Like maybe two on the on the south side. That's kind of how it's set up. I would want to go there and maybe try to get in as many games as possible yeah. or matches as possible. That would be my only real attraction just because of the Premier League. So all the, what are all the teams in London? Well, there's Chelsea. There's 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 Arsenal. There's uh, I'm, no, I'm gonna, Tottenham is another London team. Um, These are all London. That's those are all, crazy. and that's Fulham bad. is my club, and they're and they're a lower division. But yeah, you just West Ham is a London team as well, and they're not one of the more famous ones. But yeah, the famous ones right now that are at the top are Chelsea, Fulham, no Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham are your top three, and there are other ones too. So if you just that's just talk. Those are just some of the three I name off my top of my head. Just think about that. You can, or even in the NBA, maybe because so, you're not because not all the stadiums are sixty thousand. But just say there are seven NBA teams in the city. Yeah, that's kind of how it is. But still, you named off five right there. Yeah, and there are more on the lower divisions who play who are smaller clubs that play in London, and that's just the way it is. Are they there. relegated at this point, or are they? Some of them are relegated, but I if I looked it up and and I think there I think at least six Premier League teams, maybe five in the top flight right now from London in one city. And then that's not even like Manchester, which is about what two hours away. You've from got London. And you've got two yeah. major clubs there, and and also you got lower division clubs. So that would be my one appeal to go to England just to just that to get would, in as many matches. That would be fascinating. Like you got okay, so you're out in Webster. I'm out in Richmond Rosenberg. Michael, you're here, right? Where are you? Yeah, well, Northwest. Northwest. Northwest and like side. all three of us had different clubs or teams uh, to root. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't wait to beat your ass up Northwest. <laughs> the Richmond Rosenberg Riders are about to come up there and fuck you guys up. Well, I, I always wanted to experience the atmosphere there because the atmosphere just looks yeah. insane. And I've only had that at NRG when, man, you came to town to face the MLS All-Stars. Yeah. And that atmosphere was vastly different than I had better. It's than great, I had yeah. ever experienced. And it's not even like national club or national team. It's different. Yeah. Like, yeah. I get like a team when USA men's national team is here, when, when Argentina was here, it was cool, but it wasn't the same as it would be if you got six opposing fan bases within <laughs> a, you know, a 20 mile radius. Yeah. So I'm looking at the list of te- professional teams that play in London just from lower to, top division down. There's 12 of them, and there are Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea and Crystal Palace has been in the Premier League for a little bit. West Ham United as well. So, and there's Brentford, which is, and there's a 
Leighton. I've never I've heard of the, all these clubs, Millwall. So that that is just if you look at London, those are all the teams that have that play some form of professional soccer in in that city. You know the nuts uh, or the, the the part that's nuts about all this is they don't wear their like you know we hear when you're walking around you'll see Texans, Astros, Rockets, decals, gear, whatever. You don't see that much stuff of all these teams. It's theirs is like more of a pageant where on game day. That's when it really that's comes what out. Happens and uh-huh. unfortunately, while I was there, everyone was on the China tour or yeah, here, or in, here in America yeah. doing their uh, off season tours. Mm. So I wonder, yeah, like I didn't see much. I didn't see many logos for any of these teams. Just mm. in, you in every day, and I was again, like I was staying in a pretty local area. You you were the, you've been there multiple times. I f- I found from when people talk that like we here we'll wear hats. Like baseball hats. That's not a thing there, is it? No. No. No, no. I didn't see any baseball. No, I don't, it's, it's not a thing over there. Yeah. No. Unless it was like an ironic hipster who was wearing mm. a Memphis Grizzlies or yeah. a Vancouver Grizzlies hat. He wanted to make a statement. People yeah. just don't wear their gear to support their club except on match days. Yeah. Because I, I saw, like, that. I legit saw somebody wearing a Grizzlies cap. I was like, are you a basketball fan? No, my, you know, no, no, bloke, whatever they said. Like, <laughs> Why would okay, you? Why would you choose the Grizzlies of all teams? Because it's so ironic. That's right. why. Yeah. Uh, NBA jerseys are hot still there, like in vintage shops. Saw a Jeremy Lin Houston Rockets jersey. Nice. Uh, a Chris Webber Michigan jersey. Jerseys are just hot right now for them, in wow. vintage stores at least. People are buying them up. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, I should take my collection set up shop. Could have just resold some uh, jerseys out there. I was gonna say I could sell my jerseys out there. What do you too. got? What's your best jersey? Probably, probably MJ USA jersey. What? Yeah, I have an MJ USA number six, number nine. Yeah, a number nine. Who is number six? Uh, was that was that Johnson? No, who is number six? Uh, I don't remember. Team USA ninety two. Jordan was nine. Jordan was nine. Is Kobe six. Was Kobe wearing a six? He might have. Oh, mm. I didn't know we began at Team USA jersey numbers, but I, now I, here, I, yeah, we're here. Now we're now here. I'm, now I'm looking it up. Sixth, who has worn it? LeBron has worn it. Wade has worn it. But way back when we're talking about mm, Patrick Ewing wore number six during the Dream Team. Kobe was... should know that. Was he a nine? No, LeBron has worn nine, too. Wade has worn nine, too. I have to. I haven't seen Kobe. He's here. I just haven't been able to see his name. Okay, Jordan was not... The one you have was was pretty dope. And it it has all the, the scores on the inside of it. Wow. That's pretty cool. It's a collector's item. Kobe, I like that one, yeah. Kobe wore 10 in 08 and 12. 10. That's, that's right. Yeah, yeah, 10. 10. That's it. There you go. All right, any other jersey questions uh, or U.S. Dream Team questions? <laughs> no. No, what's your best jersey you have, Dale? I don't have many more, but when I was a kid, somehow, someway, my grandma thought I cared about jerseys. It was during the hip-hop era, but I didn't really care about them, so she sent me. I saw Fabulous wearing this, Dale. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to have this. She sent me an old-school vintage Wilt Chamberlain, and and it wasn't like it wasn't like Wilt in college or the pros. It's like a high school jersey. What? Now clearly, it's been a reprint or whatever. Whatever the term is, she's into Mitchell and Ness. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> and, it, and I got a there was a was there a Jerry West jersey? I don't remember. There were she sent me like three or four, and they were logo. But the problem is, she sent them like she thought I was six four. None of them fit. <laughs> to be fair, at the time, I get it. I was the but even then, like I'm not wearing a jersey that was at my shin. 
even that that's that's too that was the style was like shin deep. I know, but I feel like that's too far. That was like two thousand four, yeah. right? Uh, Where'd you get them? No, it was probably in the late. No, probably early two thousands, late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, it's the prime time. That, for that. is prime baggy jerseys. <laughs> they were giant. Look, all the jerseys. Yeah, they were giant. I think we mentioned this once a month, but if you want to have fun, go look at the two thousand three NBA draft suits. It's yeah. one of my favorite things to look at. Or the two thousand the two thousand one NBA All Star dunk contest with Vince Carter. Oh yeah, the yeah. suits there. Look, you can just compare Le- what LeBron and Wade wore. To draft night in that 2003 draft, to what they wear casually now, or even the suits they wear, and look, mm-hmm. they're tighter. There's more skin being shown. Ankles are out at all times, particularly for Wade. Just, just look at it's that's 16 years, and it looks like that's 40 years in the future, or, or in the past, depending on how you feel. Yeah, it's like a different world. If 2003 Dwayne Wade, LeBron James saw 2019 Dwayne Wade, they would have used words that are not allowed to be used. They would exactly. There would be a there would be a commercial that we'd have to play. Like yeah. guys, like, you can't say that. You can't that that actually happened? We yeah. revisited this. We didn't do it on radio, but we need to next week. Tell show note. <laughs> we want to go back on uh, what's our new segment? This is the that's the way it was Wednesday. Yeah, the way it was Wednesday. The oh, way okay. it was Wednesday. There was a there was a point where the NBA released a, a commercial, like a PR commercial. Where a kid was playing basketball and he said, and that's gay. And oh. he got a technical. He's like, you can't say that. Like, yeah. oh. They had to let the whole world know. That's how far we've come as a wow. society. Multiple NBA and WNBA stars were yeah. just talking about how using gay right. as a as a pejorative thing was not a not cool anymore. <laughs> that's two thousand three LeBron would have been like, Hey man. Yo, man, that's gay. That's gay. Totally and, he said that. and, he oh. and he might have said something worse. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. So I watched Aziz Ansari's, uh, uh, his new uh, special, Hmm. and he talks about, he goes, it's been 10 years since The Hangover came out. And in The Hangover, like, we're using the F word within the first three minutes of the movie. And he said in the promo as well, they're like, paging Dr. F, Hmm. the other F word, not not fuck, the other one. Yeah. And you're just like, look how, you can't do that in, in a comedy today, in a mainstream comedy, there's no way you can do that. Right, like that's just how far we've come, but in, and that's how far we've come in the sports world. Maybe the NBA was the first one that you know, hey, you can't say gay, you can't use that as a way to describe something. So NBA woke, always, always at the forefront. Thinking. Yeah. All right. So that was the London trip stuff, and uh, again, stay tuned on Twitter and all that. I, once the stuff comes out, uh, we're gonna I'll do a story on it. And blah blah blah. You guys can see it all because I can't share the actual because I took a bunch of pictures. I'll show you guys off camera. I don't care or off air, but uh, I can't like release them on Twitter yet. Like actual pictures of the photo shoot and like cool stuff. You have to wait yet. till like closer to the. Yeah, the... I think they want they want us to wait a little bit, right? So we'll do all that, and you'll you'll see it. Hopefully, it looks good. I saw some early shots, and man, photographers can make anybody look good <laughs> with any kind of mustache. <laughs> like it is awesome. So we'll do that later. Okay. So I got you guys here for a little bit more, and I appreciate everyone listening. So uh, uh, this is going to be a segment where we're just going to open everything up, round table. All three of us have been doing a lot of different things, watching a lot of different things. So throw it out a topic, and we're going to discuss it. I'll start it off real quickly. I'm in a shit's Creek right now. On Netflix, you can watch it. It was a pop original, so it used to be a web show, I believe. But it's now on Am- or on Netflix, four seasons. I didn't think I'd like it, but my friend Erica, she's like, you're going to love the show, so you better watch. Like, just give it a try. 
I finished the entire season on my flight back. Like, I didn't even stop. It was nonstop. Dang. They're 20-minute episodes. They're easy. There's only 13 to 14 a season. So you can wipe. Like, you can catch it. You can binge watch this whole thing in one day. It is so good. It's just, like, brilliant comedy. And, of course, there's no laugh track. Thank God. No laugh track. Yeah, we don't need that. Yeah. It's subtle comedy. And there's little things they do in there that you'll get the joke five minutes later is the best way to put it. <laughs> It's ridiculous, but it is good. I don't know. Have you watched it yet? I've heard of it. I haven't watched it yeah. yet. Highly recommended. I've heard it's really good. I, I think both really of funny. you guys will like the show. Been if you have Netflix, you yeah, you 2015. If you have yeah. Netflix, you've seen it. And they're entering next year will be the sixth season. Sixty. Okay, so there's only four on Netflix. I guess the fifth one released. I'll yeah. find it. The fifth one just. Um, I don't know if it ended. It has the fifth one ended in April, so it's probably just not ready. Okay, to was it like Netflix. ten to sixteen episodes? This uh, yeah, it's, it's like yeah. thirteen. I think episodes. it's random because this one fifth season was fourteen. Okay, episodes. yeah, it's quick, man. Yeah. 20 I was gonna say a twenty minute episodes like that. That's yeah, quick. it's just like network TV, right? Like it's watching an episode of The Office. It's twenty two minutes. Boom, you're ready to go. Uh, it's. It, I'll give you the premise. It's a rich family that loses everything. All right, and the only thing they have in their name is this town that the rich dad bought his son as a joke because it's called Shit's Creek. <laughs> and that's all I can tell you. And from there, it's just, yes, there's a lot of shit puns. <laughs> like, everything is a shit pun. Like, I'll give you one away. The The mayor's name is Roland Shit. <laughs> the other the wife's name is Jocelyn Shit. Like, just so stupid. Yes, there's some low-hanging fruit jokes, but a lot of it is funny Clever stuff. And if you want to see where the mom from Home Alone is today, uh, she's in it. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. She's in it. Um, uh, Eugene Levy's in it. Levy? Oh, Levy. he's the, Levy. Da yeah. the dad from American Pie. Yeah, yeah. Eyebrows. He's yeah. in it. And then the, two, the my favorite character is David, the son. He is outstanding. It's so good. I, I can't recommend it enough. So I'm, I'm high on that right now. What about you guys? Like we talked about it before, I'm up on the boys. Like I don't really watch. I don't like binging during the week because it just messes with the sleep schedule and everything. You're a man with a moral. No, I just don't like. I just like getting He's to like, sleep you know at some point. Because if I start the binge binge shows, I'd be up to like three a.m. So I I watched like the first five last weekend. I'm gonna probably finish it this weekend, and um, so that so far it's really good. It's some of it you can kind of see coming only because there's only so much you can do with TV. Um, or any show that involves superheroes, but I've enjoyed it because it's like this turnt view of what would a human being be like if they had superpowers and they weren't like virtu and they weren't virtuous like Superman was. Yeah. Kind of, I mean, we've already seen it with Brightburn that earlier this year when, in that movie where it was this, it was a Superman story except that the kid was a psychopath, yeah. and if you if you crossed him, he was just going to murder you. Um, he had all the power of Superman with none of the moral compass. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like that, but these characters are fully grown. And like I said, I think I said it during a break. The first episode features a Harvey Weinstein, Louis C.K. type interaction where a new where a new female superhero joins the crew. Oh, okay. And, yeah. and the dude from Gossip Girl, of all guys, is playing like an Aquaman type character. And she says... I've I've had a crush on you for years. She goes, "Oh, you've had a crush." And now she when she turns her head, she's surveying this new room that she's in with all the technology, the TVs, like this new. It was kind of like their version of kind of like the Justice League 
whatever whatever room it, you want to call it. When she turns back, he's got his pants down and he's just pulling a Louis C.K. going to town. And that's the, in the first like twenty minutes. So that's the type of super, superhero show you're watching. And Carl Urban's in it, who I, who I like. So um, I, I've enjoyed it. I'll get back to it l- this weekend. All right, so the boys. I will try that one out. I want to try that one out. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing the, from the um, from the earth to the moon, the 1998 12-part documentary about the Apollo program. Mm. So I've been doing that. So I've been kind of busy with that as well. It's really good. Man, cool. it's awesome. And that's on, that's where? It's on HBO. I've been, they re-released it on HBO. Okay. And how many episodes is that? It's about 12. And they range from about an hour to hour 15. They're really, I mean, they, it's, so it's some of that acting's built into it. There's actual footage, but it's really, really deep in. It's not just high level stuff. I mean, they are going to meetings, breaking down certain things. Tom Hanks killed it. So he's an executive producer and director. I mean, it is just perfectly done. And I got to watch Apollo 11. Frank told me to watch that. It's really good. It's on Hulu now. So sorry to. Just jump in on that. I forgot about that. Michael, what are you watching? Uh, I haven't picked up a show yet. I just watched, though, the Red Sea Diving uh, Resort. What's that? Th- it just came out on Netflix on the 31st. Okay. It's, uh, it has Chris Evans, Michael K. Williams, I believe. From uh, The Wire. Yeah, from The Wire. Um, I'm trying to think who else. There's uh, Ben Kingsley. I'm just going. Yeah, Ben the- Kingsley. Uh, Tom, was it Tom Kinnear, I think? Or Greg Kinnear? Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear. Um, but it's basically, uh, it's set in the seventies in mostly in Sudan, but it's, it's basically about trying to get Ethiopian Jews out of Ethiopia and how it's based off inspired by true events and how I think it was the Israeli government helped smuggle people out of Ethiopia and out of Sudan. And it's Chris Evans is one of the main people in Captain it. America's in it. Yeah, so it was, it was pretty good. It was it was interesting. It was interesting. Inspired by true events. And Inspired by true events. Yeah, the shield. <laughs> Put on the shield, start throwing at people. That was hey, you know, whoa. You said it was inspired. We didn't say it was true. It was whoa. Wait, right? then America makes everything better. We know that. <laughs> yeah. So that's a it's a how long? Two hour movie. It's like two hours and ten minutes. Okay. About like that. Interesting. I will watch that. It was it was interesting, especially because I had no idea about that. Yeah. And it, the reason why it's called the Red Sea Diving Resort is because apparently in Sudan there was an Italian-run hotel, and it eventually they just it went away, ran out of money, whatever. And the government, Israeli government, helps like as a cover buy that resort to help get smuggle people through that resort. And uh, use, using, because they wanted to use the water to smuggle people out. So what? That, that resort is on the beach. Okay. So they were like, it was like a whole process. And they did it for a long, I think like two years or something. So it was, it was really interesting. That's very, okay. I'm putting that on for sure. You got me. Especially because, you know, it's one of those things where they show you like actual footage at the end. And it's like, oh, okay. Wow. That's crazy. Damn. Okay. It was, it was interesting. Good, it was that's interesting. a good one. Uh, Dale, you saw it earlier this week. Netflix made another power play, another move. Uh, Scorsese is going to be releasing his new movie on Netflix and limited run in theaters as well, yeah. I believe. Yeah, they usually to they, get that they, Oscar buzz. Kind of thing. So I, you have to, you have to release it in to get right? to be considered for the Oscars. Okay. You have to have some kind of theater release. Okay, so they're doing that. That's why. Uh, what was the Roma? Yeah, Roma exactly. As well, uh, so the Irishman, the Irishman, 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 with Irishman. 
with Pacino, De Niro, and Pesci's and in it Pesci. as well. They're just like, hey, hey, if you loved, if you love the old school movies, we're bringing the group together. <laughs> All right. We'll throw in Harvey Keitel. Well, yeah. And if it's not enough, we'll throw in Harvey Keitel as well. What? Which, which, which is what they did. <laughs> you liked mob stuff before. <laughs> yeah. And you like Kennedy-related things. Boy, are we going to make some money off of you. Apparently the budget's over $140 million. I thought it was like a $60 million. No, because no, they do uh, de-aging. Yeah. They do de-aging. De Niro is, yeah. wearing, is a younger De Niro. Yeah. Damn, yeah. So play, every young. little thing has to be de-aged. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He's don't, play, he's playing all back headshots. He's, he's playing. <laughs> if we did it, like, we're cheap, bro. Yeah, because <laughs> Pacino's playing Hoffa, De Niro's playing Frank Sheeran, so he's the Irishman clearly. So he's the young. He's got to be younger. So he's in it, man. With I'm, the de aging, the trailer looked good. Looked interesting. Did it? Did y'all like Jong on our podcast was like he complained about the oh, de aging. Michael with the comic Can't do one podcast without oh, you mentioning. No, I, can't. I literally can't. You're volunteering your time and you got to work in your well. Podcast. I was gonna work on the plug available right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm looking at like a still image from the <laughs> from the trailer, and yeah, I mean you could tell. Like, did it bother yeah. you? Because to me, it didn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. Did it bother Jong? It bothered Jong. Oh, did it like, bother him? With, yeah, we don't care. Does, okay, he, no, does no. he even exist? Yeah, I, I didn't bother me. Did it bother you? Did it bother him with Samuel Jackson and no, know, it, Captain Marvel? Uh, no. No, but this one, it got him. This yeah. one, it bothered him. I don't a Marvel know. fanboy. Yeah, Marvel fanboy. Yeah. yeah, we're Scorsese fanboys. So he doesn't, he just doesn't <laughs> think, <laughs> you, John. He doesn't think it's realistic or he just doesn't like the de-aging he, thing. He just, he thought it didn't look good. Okay. On like De Niro okay. Okay. and whoever I don't else. Like, yeah, like why not find actors that are in that range that can play that part? Because then like, you don't have De Niro in the movie. So who cares? De Niro was in Fox. This guy. <laughs> he was also in Rocky and Bullwinkle. We know he, he's been in some trash stuff, but that's Scorsese's guy. De Niro. Why can't he get DiCaprio again? He, he had DiCaprio. No. Is he, maybe he's not old enough. How, I don't know. I don't know how old Frank Sheeran was at the time they made yeah, this movie. I don't know. Well, yeah, probably 30s, 40s or something. Damn, there's nobody in that range. He's too old and he's too young. No, he's got to find the right guy. He, no, for, he's Thor not available. Well, they're mentioning Kennedy. Um, so about 43, I guess, because he was born in Frank Sheeran was born in eight, 1920. So hmm. around that 45, 40, 43, yeah. 45 year. Now, should we read up on it before we watch it or should we just go watch it? I would just go. Well, watch I feel it. like I should watch it's it based on true events, right? Yeah. I would watch it, and then if I'm interested, if the movie's good enough, then I'll go read up on stuff. Okay, so you go backwards. Yeah, that's go what backwards. I usually do yeah. too. Yeah, that's okay. what I did with uh, what was it? That movie, The Highwayman, that came out on yeah. Netflix earlier what this year. That? that one is that with Chris Pine, in, or is that a different one? No, that the Highwayman's with uh, Woody and someone, Woody Harrelson and uh, Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah, they're older. They're older, like. Uh, oh, U.S. Marshals, yeah, or were they Texas Rangers? Texas Rangers, older they Texas, were. and they were kind of disbanded, and they brought them back to go catch. Was it to catch up Bobby and Clyde? Yeah, 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 I saw it. Yeah, oh damn! But it was to tell it from the yeah, Texas Rangers perspective because yeah, you know the Bonnie and Clyde. They never they like done that. Yeah, exactly. They just tell it strictly from yeah. them. So it was. Yeah, sure. It wasn't True Detective. What he was in it. Yeah, what it was that. that that's that sounds interesting. I didn't even give that one a second thought. It was it was slow. I mean, it's slower paced because it's based off the Rangers' perspective. Yeah, so it's not a lot of shooting and the the trailer makes it look like there's a lot more shooting. Yeah, it's there's not as much paperwork. It's a lot of well, them getting bureaucracy. It's a little bit of that down because it's like you're old, you can't do it anymore. That yeah, kind of and there's thing. A, the world's changing. They got some history where you can't act a certain way that you did in the past. Yeah, but they. 
but then you see what happens at the end. Yeah, I got it. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that's getting a lot of buzz right now. Great acting. Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. uh, Robbie Margo. Anybody else I'd leave out? Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. <laughs> I'm going like like how I saw an IMDb last name first, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Robo Margie. What's her name again? Margot Robbie. Robbie. Margot yeah. Robbie. The shitty, uh, uh, what's her name? She was horrible as uh, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Oh, you didn't like her as Harley Quinn? I didn't mind her. I didn't mind her. The movie, I wasn't. I minded the movie. Yeah, I minded the movie yeah. quite a bit. I didn't <laughs> mind her as Harley Quinn. As, as far as we're going to rank the, the the acting jobs in that movie, she probably isn't She probably isn't bottom five. No. I mean, I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with the dude who played the croc just because. Oh, the croc is BC because BC played the croc. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the mo- which movie was it? Suicide Squad? Suicide, Suicide Squad, yeah. yeah. It was so bad. That- it was pretty bad. It's like, They're like, hey, we got Batman in this. We're a scene. We're a scene. Talking to Rachel Waller. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So what was that? Yeah, so that one, Alan told me, our buddy Alan Reed said, you got to read up on the Manson murders before you watch it. Yeah, like, that's not heard. Yeah. Why? Because it's so intricate? Why Why would you because need to? Part, like, you should know something about it before you watch it. Well, I know enough about, well, I don't, I didn't, I haven't. anything about it. I haven't been locked in on the Manson murders, but I know about the Sharon Tate stuff and mm-hmm. and his, he sent those. Wasn't it? Was it because he had some type of music that he wanted to get released? I forgot because there's a it connection where because I I was watching it was a a show called what the hell was it called? It had David Duchovny in it. He played the detective. X-Files. No Californication. No weeds. No, I gotta look it up. But it was a, it was an NBC <laughs> show. It wasn't any of those shows. <laughs> no, he wasn't in. He might have been in Friends as a guest star. I don't he even know. Guest star. Uh, they, it's been on Netflix. I saw the first couple, of, maybe the first season. I don't remember, but it was centered around his his daughter or maybe his stepdaughter. What was a uh, kind of kind of like the Manson world? So she what? she kind of went into she kind of went into the cult, and he had to try to pull her out. So that was kind of a, a part of it. And Manson had had this music career that he wanted to get going, and and the guy was turning him down. So I feel like that's part of the Sharon Tate story. Maybe I do have to read up on it a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, I I feel like I know enough. But maybe Alan Reed is right. Yeah, I think we should we should at least open the Wikipedia page before we go. Yeah. Did y'all see uh, Bruce Lee's daughter? What she said about the movie? No. no. What'd she, say? she was upset about how they depicted her father. Bruce Lee's in this. Bruce Lee's in it. Yeah, he's play, he's an he's an actor. He's, he's in the trailer. He's in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched any of the trailers. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. You know how I am. If I if uh, I'm into a movie, I'm not watching the trailer. Well, the David Duchovny show is called Aquarius. Aquarius. Yeah. I don't never heard of I've it. never heard of yeah. it. Before This Is Us or after This Is Us? It was not it's not on anymore. It was on like three years ago. But it was on Netflix, so I caught a couple episodes. Gotcha. This Is Us is on NBC, right? Yeah. Yes. NBC. Yeah, yeah. Man, that shit's sad. Yeah, I've seen it's like one episode. Funny. It's kinda yeah. I haven't watched any episodes. I saw I've seen one episode. I heard, I heard that the dude the dude from Gilmore Girls died like yeah, they're piecing the murder back to, or the suicide back. Yeah, together. but then he's still alive. I'm like, how, how, how often is he dead? Is he dead still, or is <laughs> yeah. he is he alive? Because they go because they they flash forward and flash back, so he still has a, he still has a role in the show. I'm like, I don't care. They're like, hey, you know what's you know what gets people really sensitive and emotionally attached? Adopted kids. Like, all right, yeah. Ad- how about two racially different adopted kids? Okay, okay. Speaking our language. How about one is a normal and the other one's kind of overweight? Oh. Like, okay. So we can look at the trials and tribulations. Yeah, let's throw in alcohol problems. Guys, we're gonna hit every single every single sad nerve in your body. 
And people it's just such a formula. People love that show. <laughs> they love it. It's sad. Yeah. It's, it's sad. It's so like, sad. People love it. It's their. It's the new friends. It's written specifically huh? to get an emotional tug out of you. This isn't. It's not even good. Yeah, this isn't even my thing. It's. I was watch. I. I. I listen to and watch on YouTube a lot of the Tom Segura podcast, and he. He and his wife would do the sh- do the podcast called White Bummer Movies. This that's a white bummer show. Yeah, yeah where, where, totally. where people, well, well, I'm gonna say it. White people love a bummer. Yes, on their, TV, on their TV shows can, and in their movies. Let me just say, I, I can vouch. Guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. White guy official work. Uh, yeah, correct. Yes, it's, we do like some sad stuff. Yeah, <laughs> a white Academy. Generally, the Academy Award goes to a white bummer movie. We want yes. to cry? Yes, and that show is a white bummer show. Now it goes across all racial lines. I know. And I've heard or seen people tweet from all demographics who watch that show. I don't get it. Why am I going into a show knowing I'm going to feel like crap afterwards? Yeah. And I think it's all because they left like an Instapot hot or something. I'm not even joking. I think he Just, died because there's like a pressure cooker. Wasn't he a fireman? I don't know what happened. I think, they, I think he, he died that way. I think. Yo, I feel like that's right. I don't that's know. a pretty bad fireman. <laughs> or maybe he went in to try to save someone. I don't know. I guess, um, I I guess. It was something with an Instapot. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like now we should watch it because <laughs> my wife watches it and I have to leave the room when it's on. You, it kicks me out. You should do you're making jokes. I make jokes the whole time. Yeah. You should do a Raheel show podcast ox version where you basically like watch oh. the episode and comment on it as it goes. Yeah. <laughs> a a live podcast do. or at least or at least something like a live tweet and then you just record and yeah. just play it. It's like, uh, like mystery science theater. Yeah. 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 Just hanging out, watch it. Yeah, I just want to hang out and watch it with people. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, the other thing today, so today's Friday. Whenever you listen, it doesn't matter. We appreciate you listening. Uh, if you want to go listen to this in hour two of the Granado and Raheel with Dell show, we had Aries Spears on today. So uh, Dell, you and I did this conversation, and we had to talk about, like, a guy like that, he's, he's very accomplished, right? Like he was on a network sketch comedy late night show in Matt TV and was very successful at it. He's still successful in my opinion because when he goes to places, he will have a good good crowd. He's a name. But he's also like in a weird state where like he is so talented, yet he's not as big as like a Key and Peele. He's not as big as a Caliendo or even Caliendo when we've had him on. Like, man, like these guys, the star eventually burns out a little bit, right? Like, you won't get the gigs. You might have to go audition for stuff. It's just weird. I can't even imagine what, what that's like for somebody that's been on top. And now, and I don't know how he feels, but just to me, just thinking out loud, that's got to be hard. Yeah, and I wonder, I wonder what what the ambitions were because you see some people, like he and Peel, sure they gravitated towards not even always comedy, you know. We know, uh, we know, kind of their um, their resume. He was mentioning on the show like one of his co stars, Mo Collins, who who he felt didn't get the just do, and a Will Sasso as well. But they have been consistently working just on TV. Maybe maybe they're not comedy stars, but like, like Mo Collins is now a featured person on the uh, on Fear of the Walking Dead, yeah. the TV show on AMC. Will Sasso. Has been doing stuff for years. Isn't he on? I think Will Sasso is on a huge network show right now, isn't he? I'll look it up. But um, I want to say he's on This Is Us. Is he? Guy that looks just like this. No, I think that's just the guy that looks like. Okay, him. I think if I'm thinking of yeah, the heavy yeah. set like husband or whatever. He, that's the guy. He yeah. he does. He's done guest stuff on Grey's Anatomy and The Orville just in the last couple of years. Okay. So 
So he has worked consistently since Mad TV has been done. He's done the voice. He's done voice stuff for Family Guy. And he's been on Modern Family. So he's maybe maybe he doesn't have like a, a consistent maybe fourth lead on a show, but he's a guy who could con- still gets work. Still gets work. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I, the thought was initially the, what did, what does Ari Spears want to do? Does he want to be strictly a stand up? Did he want to gravitate towards more TV stuff? Because it feels like that'd be an easier road. But some people just like doing stand up. So I don't know. Um, but certainly guys or people like Will Sasso and Mo Collins, who he mentioned, haven't reached the level where they are you know Hollywood royalty or a list like Key and Peele have become. Yeah, it's a uh, crazy man. I I was gonna say I think of him as mainly just a comedian, like a stand-up comedian. Because yeah. I felt, I don't know, because after Mad TV, I didn't really see him do, I'm sure he did projects and stuff, but I never really saw him. Whereas, like, I feel like Key and Peel, they're down to do whatever type of project. Like, um, Keegan-Michael Key, he did a uh, podcast for Halo 5, the lead-up to that, okay. uh, audio drama. And he was the main star. And that was the first time I've ever heard him do something dramatic. And he was really good. And it was it was basically a, po- a podcast to lead up to the story of Halo 5 and kind of set you up for how everything happens. And he was the main guy, and he did a really good job. I mean, I've seen them do multiple things. Aries, Spears, I haven't really. Yeah. Other than Mad That's TV point, and stand-up, like, I don't really see him do it. Do you guys think, because uh, all of us grew up with Mad TV, and I think all of us gravitated towards more Mad TV than Saturday Night Live, although, like, I think comedy's comedy. You can have, you can, you can't, it's not like a sports team, right? Like, oh, I'm only a Knicks fan. No, uh, you can enjoy comedy, uh, multiple styles of comedy as well. But will we ever see a show like Mad TV or in Living Color? Hmm. Like it's such different type of comedy. I don't know if it. I don't know if it works now. There is that sketch comedy show coming to HBO. I forgot, I forgot. who's behind it. Do you, uh, do you remember? I don't. I don't remember. Um, is it the one with the all African American woman? Yeah, yeah. I don't know I, the name, but I heard NPR do a story on. It. I just saw a trailer for it not too long ago, it, and it looks really funny. It looks okay. really good. But that's that's called the, the type a, of show. a black lady sketch show. That's what it's called. Oh, I'm not making okay, that up. I think, I think that's what, yeah. yeah. I know. yeah. It's kind of like besthotelrates.com. <laughs> yeah. It's hey, in the name. What are you going to get? Best hotel rates. Hey, I, is there a sketch comedy show with just black women? Yeah. Apparently Issa Rae's behind it from uh, Insecure, Insecure. Okay. The HBO show. So she mm-hmm. is, I don't know if she's in it or she's just one of the, the names behind it. But yeah, it looks like, to your guys' point, it's coming to HBO trailer just they just released a trailer. But that that cool. to me currently is the only show that I can think of that comes close to something of that nature, like of In Living Color or whatever. Yeah, I, I wonder why In Living Color is not it hasn't been rebooted yet. Mm. Well, because the creative forces behind it were so unique. I don't know if you can. What? How do you reboot? A, um, I mean, I guess you can call it In Living Color, but will it have the same feel as that show? When you yeah, look at all the, the Wayne's brothers in there, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It would have to be one of them. And are they even interested in doing that? No, Marlon's doing all sorts of projects. Yeah, yeah he does all kinds. Of I know things. Damon was on. Um, is he, he might still be on if the show hasn't been canceled? What was the show called? Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. He was. He's playing. Uh, oh, I think he was doing the Danny Glover role. Yeah. So I don't know who if it's lucrative or if they're even interested in it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes shows just have their moment in time and then it goes away. And like sketch comedy has been replaced by just internet shorts, right? Yeah. I, I think one of the reasons why Keen Peel was so successful wasn't because of the TV shows, because the sketches were easily, they were shareable now. Yeah. Right? Like Chappelle's show came out in a time where you could share the link 
and you could watch it and it had an online presence, but it wasn't as shareable as it is now. Like Key and Peele, I never even watched, I've never tuned into Comedy Central to watch that show. All their content came from one, it was from Twitter. What's the length of a Key and Peele sketch generally? Because it feels like the Chappelle Maybe show. Two minutes? It feels like a Chappelle show sketch or these long, narrow, some of them were, they weren't all that way, but like Clayton Bigsby thing felt, felt like you're, it felt like a, a whole half hour. Probably wasn't. Probably like ten to twelve minutes. Yeah, it was just mm-hmm. the final segment. I believe. Yeah. yeah so, but it but it was pretty much like three sketches per show. I don't know how Key and Pill is structured, which would certainly that would probably hurt Chappelle's show's ability to, if they were around today. If they still structured it that way to share things, because people generally aren't sitting around for ten to twelve minutes. Yeah. For a YouTube link. But yeah, Key and Pill is perfect for just like. Oh, okay, I'm just watch this video for two minutes and then go do whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean, like that. Uh, that's sure. how it was yeah. designed. I feel like, and that's how it. And they did. I don't know. I just the way they handled it. There's a lot of stuff. I feel like we still reference a a Ron or whatever it may be. Yeah, there's a lot of like of those sketches that we still reference. That's all. Yeah, like even one of the most popular shows on Comedy Central isn't popular on the internet, even though it's an internet based show like Tosh Point is still on, right? Is it? Yeah, I believe it's still on, but you don't see clips from that show because that is strict. It's a longer bit, right? It's a longer mm-hmm. gimmick. It's a longer thing you have to watch on air, but he gets everything from the internet as opposed to making stuff for the internet. Mm-hmm. I would just be interested to see, since we're talking about those shows, how many of those shows cross multiple demographics in age and in race. Because I remember the Chappelle show when it first came out. I had the DVDs. And I was vis- visiting Florida at the time with my mom, who, you know, she's your mom. She's going to be, depending on when she had you, 30 years older than you. And just my grandma was in the room watching. And so that I, I just gave them the DVDs and let them go through it. And my aunts, they're all 20 plus years older than me, if not more. And they sat and watched the Clayton Bigsby sketch. <laughs> and grandma was involved. Now, these a lot of these people are from the South. So it probably now certainly... If you've watched that, you know the content of that sketch. If any, it was a Southern-based sketch, so some of them, particularly my grandma, maybe have lived some of that stuff. Yeah. So they're watching and watching. Then you know the final line when he goes, when the when he when he tells when he divorces his wife and goes, why? Because she's an inward lover, and they all bust out laughing. <laughs> they, it's a room full of. <laughs> 50, like 45 at the time, 50 year old. My oh grandma's my probably God. 60 at the time, and they're all laughing their asses off. And that speaks. I don't know if shows like that still exist. Like, if I, I don't know, put a Key and Peele sketch in front of them, could that? But the buildup of that and everything that went into it, yeah. the intricacies of that. You also brought up a good point. Like, how you watched it yeah. is different. Like, because now if, you, if that sketch was online, I think we'd all still laugh. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we wouldn't like, dude. You got to sit down and watch this with me. Yeah, yeah. It's just I'm gonna share it with you, and you're watching on your own time. Not yeah. like a build up when you watched an episode. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. this anticipation because you're sitting with other people, and you're 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 laughing at things, and then that final punchline it destroyed a room of like Chappelle show. You would think is written for people, a person my age. That thing hit home with people who might you might have thought. Wait a minute, the whole racist thing and a south thing they may they may be a little sensitive to it no all of them laughed i could, I wasn't watching at the time but i could hear it i was in another room <laughs> i could hear them in the in the final punch and they all died God, that <laughs> line was the part that was the funniest that is the number one sketch of all time i think i don't think i've i found anything that i laughed at more yeah. like, and it funny. still holds right now if yeah. you go back and watch it it is legit funny it's brilliant um, yeah, the whole thing, 
I I remember like when Chappelle show came out, it was me, my cousin Us, uh, Assad Assad, who is by the way he got a promotion. Shout out oh, to him. Shout out to nice. him in the senator's office. Uh, nice. He's now like a lead chief of staff. I don't know what the fuck. He's he's better than all of us. <laughs> uh, and then our friend uh, Hussein. Us three would watch. We would rewatch episodes on like Saturdays. We're like we have to just watch it, and then it, it's just God. That is the funniest show. It was really yeah. Good. It was a communal thing yeah. back then. Now it's just like, oh, we found something funny. You got to share it. Share it with a couple yeah, people, see it. how it goes, yeah. And then you hopefully remember to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, other things that I wanted to talk about, Chance the Rapper's new album. Did you guys have a chance to listen to it yet? I have not. I've heard opinions of it, but I haven't listened to it yet. What, are you the, what opinions have you Well, I listen to the Joe Budden podcast, and they, um, and you know, Joe Budden, former rapper, pump it up, um, more now a media guy now, and his, his crew was talking about it, and they found it... I don't know if childish was the right word, but they found it like it wasn't speaking to hardcore hip hop people. Yeah, it was more, and they and maybe Chance has has had this reputation since since uh, Acid Rap that it was more of a poppy. Um, we're, we're playing. I wouldn't say playing to the masses, but it wasn't for hardcore hip hop yeah. people. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he ever was for hardcore hip hop. Like Coloring Book is a great album, but it's not. I wouldn't consider it a hip hop album. I think it's just a. It's just a music album. Yeah, I don't, maybe acid, yeah. like I said, maybe acid rap is the is the one that if you're talking about hip hop people, uh, that was the one. But since then, it's been kind of a. Uh, I mean, credit to him. You you uh, you appeal to the masses. It certainly works. But their opinion was it wasn't exactly what they were looking for. Yeah. What about you, Michael? Did you get a chance to listen? I haven't heard it yet, but I've heard mixed things. Like what I read was yeah. very more so negative than positive. I'm a big fan of his. Like, I think Coloring Book is a great album. It's a, or it's a great EP because it's a mixtape slash EP. It's not an album officially classified. And I think it has like, it just structurally it's good. It has a flow to it. Jose and I are a big Chance Rappers fan. We were excited about this. And both of us came to the consensus that that album just wasn't it. No. Like, there's no direction. It's, there's, not, there's not a standout song. Mm. There's nothing. Like, I haven't even gone back and put it on Oof. after the first listen. And I gave it a true first listen. Like I dedicated time to it, nothing else going on, just listening, and it was just flat. Wow. As opposed to Maxo Cream, Brandon Banks, which is the album from Houston rapper Maxo Cream. That one, same thing. I gave it a pure listen, nothing else going on, and that album is awesome. It's a great rap album. So check that out. Uh, so there you go. Last things before we get going. Um, anything else, guys, that we didn't hit on? Comicast, make sure you subscribe. Oh, please do. Make sure please to check subscribe. it out. Dell, what do you want to promote? You have to. That's a big thing. When you come on the podcast, yeah. you better promote you you say that. I will yeah. say probably in the next, not oh, even right probably. Time, guys. That's fine with me. <laughs> I can go home now. I'm hungry. In, in the next couple of weeks, the first uh, episode of the Respect Your Decision or Respect My Decision podcast will be up. Oh. Oh. It's, it'll be the start of my college football podcast. And for those who don't are wondering why the name, if you've ever... It's really a lot for inside. It's in, really inside for hardcore college football fans. If you've ever seen a recruit decommit from a school, he uses the notes app on iPhone, posts it on Twitter, <laughs> and at the very end he goes, "Respect my decision," <laughs> and then maybe smaller print, no more, no interviews, please. So, 
I think it'll be called the Respect My Decision yes. podcast. Nice, great name. Uh, with yeah. with Dell Olay, and then breaking news. That's the first time you've announced. No, it? I think I said it on the sh- on the show before, okay. but um, and then I think I've got Brandon who does this, the graphics and stuff. I think he's gonna use the notes app. Please, yes. Um, and, and then Respect My Decision podcast, Dell Olay. Oh my god. So um, great. So great. I'll, initially, I'll probably take the Twitter and get people's thoughts on, or really. Not even, not even like favorite player or even their favorite team, but like stuff I like to discuss. Who are you? Who do you? Who do you watch because you want them to lose? Like, and don't you don't always have to be obvious. Sure, if you're a Texas fan, it'll, it'll be the Aggies or whatever. But on a week to week basis, I'll probably have my hate watch standings, mm-hmm. and we'll just have people send in who do you want to lose this week for whatever reason. So we'll discuss like just all the. All the excess that is college yeah. football. It won't always just be, oh, look, Alabama's playing LSU this oh, week. It's can I all in your committee for the hate list, the hate watch. <laughs> sure, if you want to send in some stuff or join the show at any point, I just want to. I just want to get why people love the sport. It isn't just because of the games. Yeah. All the stuff, the extracurriculars of whether you're a message board person or you just want to talk shit to your neighbor because they're a, a Texas Tech fan, stuff like that. We'll get into a lot of nice, that stuff. Man. I can't wait. I'm I'm so happy you're finally because we were supposed to do it last season. You're supposed to launch it. It didn't launch. Yeah. Uh, because of other stuff, but man, I'm pumped that you're doing it. Because I think Dell legit don't make eye contact because it's going to get weird. Okay, he is the best college football person here, period, by far. And I would say in the city, he is. Uh, there might be like one other person, maybe, but in terms of watching every game, talking about it, having knowledge about them, Dell is the best, and putting it in an entertaining fashion, not just boring sports talk, mm-hmm. but just a shit talk. <laughs> Dell's the best, so I can't wait. As soon as that's out, we'll. You you gotta come back and promote the, yeah, the podcast. I will have the links and everything ready. I can't wait. I'm so glad you announced it. Nice. I didn't even know it was in the works. I thought it <laughs> yeah. flamed out. No, I've talked. We had talked to Brandon a couple weeks ago about what I want, yes. what, what I wanted to look like. So yeah, that, that's coming. And and I want it to be a community where people get involved because college football is about a, a lot of things, but a, most of it, at least in my eyes, is the communal aspects. And not even that communal because really all you're doing is saying your team sucks, my team's better than yours, and then you go back and forth. to debating why that is or isn't the case. So we'll get into a lot of that, and then the games will either verify your opinion or tell you that you're a dummy. So we'll get into a lot of that. I'm excited about it, and I just want people to be involved because that's really what's important. That's the biggest thing. All right, cool. So we'll have more about that, uh, first episodes, all that good stuff. Thank you, Dell, for taking some time out. Where are you going for lunch today? Miko's? No, I cooked um, some some meat Whoa. sauce and some pasta, so that's what will be for lunch today. Nice. Oh. Michael, Brown some plans? sausage, we're good. Uh, what are your I, weekend plans, Michael? Uh, I am probably going to see about... Um, some shit up. Yeah. yeah. I know. I'll probably sleep. I'm probably so sleepy. I'm just so tired all the time. I'm so sleepy. Cool, man. All right. Well, thank you guys again for joining me, and I appreciate everyone listening. Again, spread the show, and we will talk to you next time with Jose. Hopefully, he doesn't big-time us. For Michael Carroll and Del Ole, I'm Rihil Ramzanali. Thank you for listening to the Rihil Show podcast.